0: Okay, since this year, Rosh um, Chodesh is on uh, Shabbos, and so we're the Rebbe said on the um, similar setup to this year. Shabbos parshas in the second day of Rosh Adar, first day of Adar from Tov Shalom, from 1970 that Um will come, unlike when the first and tem- second Beis HaMikdash stood, and the first temple stood. Oh, wow, Dr. Ressman, oh, you deserve a blessing. It says if you suspect someone, if you suspect someone, you have to give them a blessing. I suspected the CEO zooming today because of the rain. Anyway, so... I'm not scared. All right. Just when my eyes fall out of my head, that, that slows me down. Okay. <laughs> all right, so it says that when the time the first, second Beis HaMikdash, only they only visit the of midrash three times a year, but Mashiach will come. The Pasik says every month and every Shabbos, every Rosh Chodesh and every Shabbos, will also come before all flesh will come before Hashem to bow down to Hashem. It says, it says in the Pasik, all flesh will come to bow down before me. It's similar to what it says in this week's Torah portion. In the commandment to visit the Beit Hamikdash, Shalosh Parashana three times a year on Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot. It says in the Gemara that when the Jewish people made the pilgrimage to Hashem to the Beit Hamikdash three times a year, just like they came to present themselves before Hashem, they also came to see Hashem. And the seeing Hashem Which is far greater than just hearing about Hashem Because when you see something The thing you see becomes certain to you And real to you in the deepest way When you hear about something So it's not so clear, not so deep Not so, not so, not so absolute But because they saw the Ebi Shneves HaMegdash that caused, them, that caused them to bow down before Hashem. As Alter says, this is an expression of their complete abnegation to Hashem. What brought them to have this sense of abnegation to Hashem? It was their seeing Hashem. This is all that happened when the base mission was standing. But since the Beis HaMegdash has been destroyed, we're no longer able to come to the Ebishter on and to see him in the Beis HaMegdash, and therefore we can't bow down either. Although externally we could bow down, but that real inner submission that the Jewish people experienced when they saw the Ebishter, that we can't do. And that's what the, 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 the verse is saying In this week's Torah That when Mashiach will come That we will once again bow down to Hashem Not only will we also bow down to Hashem But it will be more than it was before It won't just be three times a year Rather every single Rosh Chodesh And every single Shabbos and as the Yalkut Shemani explains the verse, the verse says in Tehillim, "When will I come and see the face of Hashem?" Says the Yalkut Yisrael. The Yalkut says that this pasuk means the Jewish people are saying, "Rabbi master of the universe, when will you restore the glory that we used to experience?" And we used to see the face of the Shekhinah. We used to see the Shekhinah. O oh Mulkash Baruch Hu, Hashem responded to the Jewish people, Banei, my children, Ba'ol ma'azayisim e'ol ma'ashanashash p'amim. In this world, you only saw, you only went three times a year. She Shagiyak hates, but when the time will come at the end of the exile, Shazeru lachish etiyah as-reif z igol z Next page. Legamri, this will happen after the walls of the exile we completely burnt this is the end of the exile and the beginning of the redemption when the real beginning of the ge'ololah will happen, at the time the Rebbe said this, there was a, a voice in Israel saying that the, um, the establishment of the government in Israel is the beginning of the, beginning of the redemption. So I think the Rebbe is negating that next, in the next line. What the Rebbe says that the Rambam says that how the beginning of the Geulah begin. begins how the gula begin, there'll be a king from the house of David who is, who is wor- versed in Torah and mitzvahs, like David HaMelech and he will coerce the Jewish people to go in the path of the Torah, and he will strengthen all the areas in the Torah which are deficient, mean, people which are lacking in those areas, and he will fight the wars of God, and he will be successful, and he'll build a base of Migdash, and he will gather the Jewish people. That's the true and complete gula that's what gula looks like. So then, when Mashiach will come, when this then the Geulah is in process at the then you will visit the Beis Hamikdash every Rosh Chodesh. As the Torah says, every single month you will come us to then we will send to the Beis Hamikdash every Shabbos and every Rosh Chodesh. But in that same Yalkot, he asks a question How will we travel from the end of the world to the base of Migdash? You're not allowed to travel on Shabbos uh, more than the Tchum. You can't travel on Shabbos more than the um, 2,000 Amis, right? 2,000 Amos, which is about 3,000, 4,000 feet outside the city. So you're coming from. Uh, Los Angeles, how are you coming every Shabbos? And the, fire and the answers, The clouds will come and carry us and bring us to Jerusalem. And this is how the Navi, how the prophet praises the Jewish people and says this, Me Who are these people that they come, they fly on clouds and they fly like birds, like like doves, to their to their um, homes, to their coops, so um, to the nests. So, so the the answer is how we travel. When we travel with clouds. Benimza comes out. It comes out that there are three times. There is one time period after Mashiach comes. The days of the week, which are not Shabbos, not Rosh Chodesh, and then even after Mashiach comes, we will not come to the migdash, we will not see Hashem, we will not bow down. Then there is Manasheini uShalsugolim. Then there is the second time period of the three Amim Tevim of Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot. Those times, Shav- Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot. We went to visit the during the first and second temple. that didn't only happen during the first temple, but, it, but even during the second temp- temple. Even though the Torah says even though the Torah says that um, there's going to be five things missing in the second temple that the first temple had, the second temple did not have. For example. The Ark, the Kapores, the Kruvim, the fire that came from heaven, the Shechina, the Ruach Hakodesh, the ur all those things were missing in the Second Temple. The number five is significant because in Hashem's name there are four letters, and the there is a higher Hey and there is the lower Hey. So when it says they were missing the the Ark and they're missing the Kruvim and they're missing the divine inspiration, and they're missing the ur that's all because they were missing the higher hay of Hashem's name. The five things that they were missing is connected to the higher hay of Hashem's name. So at the time in the second base of English, they only had the lower hay. And not only did they only have the lower hay, but even the lower hay was also filtered, it was also concealed. It wasn't the full revelation of the lower hay. So first of all, the divine energy was coming from a lower place, in the lower hay. And second of all, even that lower hay was concealed more. So move is movement, so it's understood. You can compare the way they bow down to Hashem in the first base of Midrash to the way they bow down to Hashem in the second base of Midrash. Time in the first base of Midrash the where they had much more revelation, the higher Hay, and it was revealed. They bowing down was they, they, they were swept away from the revelation. They bowed down in a much deeper way. Because the place they came to see was higher, therefore their bowing down was higher. So that's the second time period. Second time period is a, is a three Yom Toivim where the Jewish people have bowed down to Hashem even before Mashiach has come. So there is a days of the week where even after Mashiach comes, we're not going to bow down. There are Yom Toivim where we bow down to Hashem even before Mashiach came. Who And the third time period is this. when the end of the exile will happen. Then we will see Hashem every Shabbat. And more. Next page. Our seeing the Eibishter and our bowing down to Hashem will surpass the experience even the revelation of the first base of Megdash will compare in comparison to the revelation of the third base of Migdash. Just like we said before, that they're seeing and they're bowing down in the first base of Megdash was in a higher level than the second base of Migdash. They saw more and the bowing down was deeper. So too, by the third base of Migdash, it will surpass whatever experience we had before. It won't just surpass the experience of the second temple, or even surpass the experience of the first temple. Although it says that by the first temple, the moon was always full, meaning it says that the first temple was standing during the time of Shlomo HaMelech. Shlomo HaMelech was a 15th generation from Avram. Maybe. And 15 is also significant because on the 15th of the month, there's a full light of the moon, and the Jewish people, they are compared to the moon. So during the time of of King Solomon's reign, of Shom there was a full light of the Jewish people. It was, it was a 15th um, generation. So although there was a full re- gener- revelation in the time of Shom HaMelech, it didn't last. The situ- 15th generation from Moses or from uh, Avram? Avram, Avram, Avram. So although um, there was a full revel- it was a great revelation, nevertheless, the situation didn't continue. Um, and that indicates that it wasn't a perfect revelation. That means that when Mashiach will come, there'll be a light that surpasses them all. What is, what's the definition of the light that surpasses them all? So Chassidus says that um, if you have a word, so... In every letter of the word there is a divine energy and then there is a new energy that's created by putting all those letters together together that's called the there's a, the light that comes from every letter and there's a higher light that comes through the through the convergence of all those letters so there'll also be a new higher kind of light that means who what that means is the real meaning of this is it's not just that there'll be a higher light than the second temple. And a higher light than the first temple, but this light will be upon them all. The literal translation is when, there's, when there is a light that's, that is, ascends above them all. So that's specific. It ascends upon them all. It's achieved... Because of the service of Hashem Of the first temple and the second temple The first temple and the second temple Will contribute to the revelation of the third temple So the new revelation that will happen Sheik will come that surpasses the first and second temple Won't just surpass them But will also include them So just like in a word the um, There is, let's say In the word uh, Baruch There is a letter Bez, the letter Reish And each letter contributes to the To the um, general meaning of the word And each letter has its own uh, energy and there's a new energy when the when the all the letters come together but that new energy is com- is is comprised of those four letters each letter contributes to the new meaning of the word when the letters come together and so too the light of hashem that will happen will come, it's a result of the service of hashem of the first and second temple it's greater but it's also created by the aveda by the service of hashem that was done then it, this is also why um, the Rebbe always emphasizes that the third base of is not just called the Shlishi, the third one, it's also called Meshulash, the triple base of It's going to include the virtues that each base of has. had. Okay, so in short, what we learned so far is that Mashiach will come, there's going to be a visit to the base of every Shabbos and every Rish and this visit is going to have a very lofty um, revelation, and thus are bowing down to Hashem will also be deeper. We also learned how we're going to get, to get there by cloud, and that explains how we're able to get there on Shabbos. Any questions so far? Okay. To understand this, we first have to explain something that's written in the beginning of this week's Torah portion. The Torah portion begins with Hashem telling these are the laws that you should tell the Jewish people, they you should place before them. The law is, when they will buy a servant, when they will buy a Jewish servant, this is the law of, of acquisition of a Jewish ser- a servant. It's known the question about this. That the alt, the rabbi, the mitl, the rabbi, the tzimach tzedek, and the subsequent rabbi, all ask this question. question is, It's we need to understand the Torah begins with these are the laws you should tell them, you should place before them in the plural. And then it says when you will buy a slave in the singular. First it says tell them, then it says when you, individual, will buy a slave. It should have said when they will buy a slave in the plural. Why does it say, when you individually will buy a slave? If we're talking about all the Jewish people as the Pasuk begins, tell them the laws, it should continue with, and when they will buy slaves. Why does it say, when an individual will buy a slave? (laughs) Acha'inyin, who the explanation is, when it says, you will buy a slave in the singular, it's not talking about every Jew buying a slave individually, rather it's talking about Moshe Rabbeinu only. When you buy a slave, and when is buying a slave? This verse is meant to be taken in context with the verse before. You should give them, you should place the laws before them. You specifically are the one who are entrusted to, to place these laws before the Jewish people. That's why it says you shall place the laws before them. The word place is also written in Hebrew. You could say the word place in the singular or in plural. So it says you specifically and only you will place these laws before them. The essence of is the Torah. And after the Torah says that will give us, the, the, will place the Torah, then it says, he will place the Torah, Okay. after it says, he will place, it says, before them, then it says, then it finally introduces, the um, uh, plural, before the many, it means, that he was the one, he was a conduit, that brought the Torah, to every single Jew, so the verse is saying, you, Moshe Rabbeinu, you should place the Torah before Dr. Bresson, before Rabbi Yisrael, before Moshe 11. Give every Jew the Torah. This is the reason, um, now that we've explained that this passage is referring to every single Jew individually, now we can understand why, the, why Halacha says that this is a verse that's meant to teach us something about every single person who studied the Torah. Because we just explained this Pasuk is referring to every single person individually, now we understand why this Pasuk says, that why this Pasuk is the source for the method of how Torah is meant to be studied. We <laughs> have to study the Torah in a very specific way. have to study the Torah in a very specific way. When you teach the Torah, you have to teach the Torah in a way that the people who are studying from you should understand it, and it should go in their hearts. It should it should it should resonate. It should make sense to them. It should be like a set table they're able to partake in. Should, okay, I get this. this is, I, they have ownership of it. They should, it should it should be theirs. That's the Torah means, and it says place it in front of them. It should be like a set table where they could just they could just grab it. That's how clear and understood the Torah has to be when you teach Torah to someone. So, our question is, we need to understand, this Torah portion is a continuation to last week's Torah portion, which was about the giving of the Torah, Mount Sinai, we got the Ten Commandments, and the Ten Commandments include within them all 613 commandments. As Rashi says in the name of the Sadi that all of the 613 mitzvahs are connected to each of the Ten Commandments. Uh, it says elsewhere that there are 620 letters in the Ten Commandments because there are 613 commandments and seven laws of the Chachamim, the laws of the Sages. So it's all included in the Ten Commandments. So how come in regards to the Ten Commandments, Hashem then to place it in front of them. How come only over here we're talking about the law of acquisition of a Jewish slave. Only here, the Torah says, make them understand it. Why isn't tell Moshe Rabbeinu make them understand the Ten Commandments? Another question is: this law of buying a Jewish slave is never going to be the first law. That someone would learn, in any in any uh, setting, because in order to in order to um, buy a slave, the guy first has to steal. If you not know the laws of stealing, then the Jewish court has to sell him. If you no know the laws of selling a slave, so and then there's a law of how of what happens when you buy a slave, and the guy couldn't afford it, and they, they, all these details have to happen first. He has to steal. He can't afford it. The court sells him, and then you bought the slave. Torah has to tell you the laws of 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 your of your acquisition, but. That's 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 not the first law to learn. There's many other laws that that precede this law. <inaudible> this law applies after someone steals something and after you can't afford to pay. <inaudible> Only then does this court sell him. <inaudible> the first has to be a Jewish court in the first place. <inaudible> you have to first know about the, the prohibition of stealing. You have to have a court so if so, since this law of buying a slave is only possible after there are many other laws in place, like having the law in place of not to steal and having the a court in place. So why is it that Hashem specifically taught us this law in um, in in the context? Hashem taught us the law to tell people understand the Torah, put it in front of them. Why did Hashem tell us that this law should be understood by people? If Hashem wanted to give an example of a law that we should understand when we teach the Torah to someone, we should teach it in the way that they, they should understand it. So, so why didn't he say it by the Ten Commandments, first of all? And if you wanted to pick another law, why pick this, this law which has so many details that requires so much knowledge in advance? Yeah. Okay, but We also need to understand What is the meaning, the spiritual meaning Of in front of them And what's the spiritual meaning of buying a slave Moshe Rabbeinu buys a slave What does this mean? So we asked a, a couple of questions here Question number one is We asked um, Why does it say when you will buy individually And we answer it first Moshe Rabbeinu But we have to understand what that means We also need to understand We need to understand the meaning of uh, we said that that Moshe um, Rabbeinu was the one who brought the Torah before the Jewish people. And Hashem told Moshe to Rabbeinu, "Toss the flame, put it in front of them, let them understand it." So we asked, "Why um, did Hashem give this mitzvah specifically about this law, and not about the Ten Commandments?" And if he has to choose another law, not the Ten Commandments, why choose a law that has a lot of prerequisite information and? What's the connection of this to the law of of the... Um, why, why specifically with the law of buying a servant does Hashem say make people understand the law? And also, um, what's the meaning of putting in front of them according to Ruchni? It's a spiritual meaning of putting in front of them. And what's the spiritual meaning of buying a slave? Okay, those are our questions. This is going to help us understand more about the three times that we learned about, the time when, even after Moshiach comes, during the week we, we won't visit the Beis HaMikdash, and time... Uh, of um, of Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh, we'll, we'll, which we will only visit when Mashiach comes, and the time of Pesach Shvus and Sukkos, where we visit the Beis um even before Mashiach uh, came. The time of the first and second Beis So, on what these three time periods are about. We have to first um, um, understand this. This the beginning of this week's Torah portion. By the way, I just want to point out that Rebbe says that Mashiach will come. Um, we will we, every Jew will be able to go to Kesh gadashim at all times so um, in case you're getting upset about only visiting in Shavash <laughs> you know you have full access